Welcome to the Confident Couples Podcast, Episode 2. This episode is the first in our Intentional Practices series, a series of episodes where we're going to share with you the intentional practices we incorporate into our relationship to keep it stronger and growing. This episode is all about the ritual, our daily communication practice that keeps us connected every single day. So the ritual was the name of this podcast for a short period of time until we did a Twitter poll. It was a Twitter poll because we got a little feedback from someone who reviewed this early that said, the ritual makes me think about ritual animal sacrifices. And Bud was like, nobody's going to think that. So I put it up on Twitter and said, if you saw a podcast named The Ritual, what would you think it was about? You gave them three brilliant choices, like something weird, something like... I wouldn't know, but I would click on it, and I wouldn't know, and I wouldn't click on it. And and the third choice of something weird, and something weird was pretty popular, too. It was a pretty popular choice. So even though we love the ritual, which is the topic of today's episode, this podcast is no longer called The Ritual Podcast. (laughs) Confident Couples. Because Confident Couples really, I think, is a little bit more inviting. So the ritual to me means that this is an opportunity where I get to sit down or get to stand in the kitchen is probably a better way we do it, making dinner, and ask my wife how her day was. I love it. Everybody wants to talk about themselves. (laughs) It's the best question to ask. Like, of course, how was my day? I will pontificate to you and tell you Just how my day was. Yes. Well, and we call it the ritual because we've chosen to very mindfully do this every single day. So sometimes while cooking dinner, sometimes while eating dinner, we take turns asking each other how our day was. And it's usually answered by it was good or it was tough or however you'd describe it. And then kind of a rundown of what you did today. Activities, how you're feeling, what you got accomplished, what you still want to get accomplished. Celebrations. Yes, something cool happened. Sarah booked a new client. Jetta came off poop strike in the cold and went outside. (laughs) Little Uh, simple battles. Bud got some new beer to test. Yes. Stuff like that. But it gives us an opportunity every single day to witness each other's lives. And that's why it's really important to us because life is busy. And I think that if we just close our eyes and go through life and go, okay, got to get this dinner done, got to get it on the table, then we got to move on and get some errands finished. If you're always rushing to the next thing without a regular ritual of communication, often this can be forgotten. And you might find that you're not connecting with your partner on an everyday basis about things that are important to you or things that are important to them. So that's why we are super intentional about the ritual as our daily practice. And neither of us really feel right if we haven't gone through the ritual on a regular basis. There are weeks where we're both traveling or one of us is traveling or we've got nighttime commitments where we don't always get to do it or don't have time to run through it on the way to going out to dinner with friends. So we do get lost and it's kind of like an anchor or a... What would you call it? Keep away. Like the safe. When we played keep away as like a kid, it was like, no, you can't touch me. I'm safe here. Like the safe zone. 
It's like I always get to come back and press the restart button before I started my next day. And that's what it is to me. And that's what it's been grown for us together too. And these things are built on rhythm and momentum. So that's another good reason why doing it every day is that you just kind of build up a cadence to doing this and you kind of get sucked into how much fun it is and you enjoy it. And it's really a genuine opportunity, like Sarah said, to hear from your spouse and check in and see how their life's going and what's going on. And it's just so much fun for us to do. And like, why wait for the performance evaluation at the end of every year or at the end of a month when you can just do it for 10, 5, 7, 15 minutes every day? You're not saying this is a performance evaluation, though, are you? Well, that kind of leads into some of the, a little bit of the, one of the challenges we had, which when we started doing this, I would ask you, what did you do today? Which is a genuine question, and I think it came from a good place. But if we rewind seven years to the beginning of us living together, I was on a career path where we were working together to start a wine importing company which was absolutely crazy, and we had no clue what we were doing. And we were kind of in it together. But we but didn't know that. No, we didn't know. <laughs> and we were doing it together at some level, but I was really the face of the company because you had a full-time job. So while you wanted to support me, it was me working on the business day-to-day. And every day you would come home from work, and I had been working from home all day, and your ritual was to ask me, what did you do today? Exactly. So I was excited to hear. And for me, it came from a place of genuinely wanted to find out what was going on and really how her day was. And to me, it felt like the boss had come home and wanted to get the checklist of things that I had checked off in the day. And if I hadn't sold a whole truckload of wine or didn't have something to celebrate, then I was just crushed and I wanted to hide in the corner and not even talk about my day. (laughs) And that's important to like recognize and that that I learned that just because my intention was one thing that still my words of what did you do versus how did you do connected with you differently. And that made you hate it. Oh my gosh, I hated it. It wasn't position properly. And thankfully, we were able to, I think, eventually have a conversation or maybe I had a meltdown. I don't know. And probably just said, both. Yeah, probably. It took me a couple times to learn things back then. <laughs> there was probably some level of extreme frustration, but we talked through it and I said, I don't like the question, what did you do today? And we morphed and evolved it into how was your day? And I personally think that's a much more open-ended question. If I don't feel like giving you a laundry list of what I accomplished each day, I can kind of just hit the highlights. How was my day? Oh, it was good. I had a really good meeting with my coworker this morning, had a great call with a prospect this afternoon, um, struggling a little bit with this project and figuring out this thing, but I've got this plan to fix it. And, you know, maybe I finish up by saying, and then you came home and here we are. That's right. And then for me, as I've recognized that this is so much about the feeling for each other and how you're feeling about your day, not about what you thought of today or what you're thinking about, just that emotional connection has been vastly different for me to understand that those are the nuggets that you're trying to get to together. 
not about the type A tactical checklist of what you did, just a feeling and a connection and personal relationship with each other of how you're doing. Yes. I think it's so important to witness each other's lives and without something that makes you slow down and actually find out what the other person's been up to while you've been apart, no matter how long that is. Without that, then it's really hard to stay on the same page and know what someone's struggling with. You're not giving your partner a place if they've got something that was kind of crappy that happened in their day. If you don't give them an opening to tell you about their day, they might decide to keep that to themselves because they don't know if they want to rain on your parade while you're running from one thing to the next. So this is a communication tool. The daily ritual of asking each other about their day really helps you to make sure that you're just staying on track and staying in the same place with your partner and witnessing what they're doing in their day-to-day life. And that's exactly what I mean by check-in and or performance evaluation to use the business term of like, how is everything going? Because I'd rather know that you're struggling on Tuesday, today, talking about it, than find out that you've been struggling with something that is related to me or isn't related to me 30, 60, 90, 365 days, 30 years from now, when when we built this structured practice around communicating about these things every day, I'd rather know now so I can start to work on it with you rather than find out later and that I could have been taking steps myself to help you one way or another in any capacity. And that's why it's so important. And I think Sarah touched on another topic of that by doing this every day where it's some of it's really important and big and some of it can be mundane and kind of the minutia of day to day that just by having this rhythm and momentum that when bigger things come up that might concern you or are bigger challenges or are things that are going to happen in the future that you might not have a roadmap for how to talk about it with your partner because you already have a platform to talk about it or have these have a conversation every day you don't need a roadmap. you got it. You just need to introduce that topic to the ritual time. And then you can decide as a couple right then, okay, one good example for us was, I want a new car. And that was Sarah asking for a new car. Well, she did it at a non-opportune time when this happened in real time, like two years ago. Because like this week was like your one year anniversary with your new car or something oh, like that. Oh, yeah. So it was not that long ago where you actually got a new car. So, But when you brought it up, I wasn't prepared for it and did not accept that information extremely well and didn't have a deliberate way to go about it. But because we didn't handle it right then, I was able to loop back with you during our ritual time frame and be like, okay talk to me about the new car and what you're thinking. And then we're able to layer it on with another thing we're going to talk about in a later podcast, which was life planning dinners. Okay. How do we build this into our plan long-term so that this will grow and we can develop an opera plan to execute on it instead of just willy nilly throw it out every Tuesday night and just see what happens. I like that you brought up life planning dinner because one of my favorite things about the ritual is it does 
kind of cover the simple bases on the day-to-day, those little things that are going on with our lives. So then we get to our monthly life planning dinner. We kind of know what's going on with the other person and we're able to jump past those little like, oh, I talked to my mom recently and oh, you know, we need to cut Jetta's nails, blah, blah, blah. We can jump past that stuff and in life planning dinner, really dig into the deeper monthly goal setting and bigger life conversations that we need to have on that kind of monthly basis. So I really think that the ritual and life planning dinner work hand in hand and really support each other. That's right. So I think there's a couple of tactics that we've used and I'll get started with that. I'm a big hammer. And when I see nails, I just hit them. I know how to hit them. And when I mean hammer, like I'm a problem solver. So another challenge that I've had to, to work with and learn to be better at myself is that when I see Sarah struggling or having challenges, I'm going to turn into a hammer and I'm just going to start hitting nails and solving problems. He's obsessed with giving me solutions. That's right. So for a long time, I exactly. would say something like, oh, I, I haven't heard back from this person. They emailed me asking about services a month ago and I haven't heard back from them. And he'd immediately start going, well, I mean, what's your follow-up sequence like? And how often have you been contacting them? And can you read me one of the emails and then I can maybe help you work on the wording? And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm frustrated about this, but I actually don't want a solution right now. And honestly, I think that this is kind of a fairly traditional man and woman thing. Sometimes we as ladies want to just vent and share and aren't always prepared to have solutions shoved down our throats. So that's something that you have to be really careful of and be prepared to communicate around. I've actually gotten to a point where I might say, I'm having a challenge. I'm going to tell you about, I don't need a solution to it right now. I've learned those are cathartic conversations where they just happen. And my job is to listen. And sometimes I can see you physically take a breath in and go like, do you want me to help you with this? Or are you just sharing right now? <laughs> I've gotten good at reading your body language about it too. Yes. Because I can read across your forehead. Don't ask me about this. I don't want any advice yet. So then that dovetails into, you know, the ritual can be the cathartic discussions that Sometimes you have an opportunity and it makes sense to share some insights and other times it doesn't. So you can save those insight opportunities for then what becomes a life planning dinner. Oh, good point. Yeah. Because that then is the, you've made a plan to have this cathartic, somewhat solving problems discussion with each other on a nightly basis, but more cathartic and more like just checking in and seeing how you're feeling. And then when you build yourself to life planning dinner, you have these things that you've thought about, or in some, you can write them down. I've, write them, I've written them down before to take them to life planning dinner. And then you can solve the bigger challenges that you guys have been struggling with together. But it, it just builds on each other instead of, we used to have ritual discussions that were 30, 40, an hour long, and doing that every night is just not sustainable. That's exhausting. You've already gone through your whole day. So we're not saying you have to sit down for even 30 minutes talking to your partner. Sometimes we do it really quick, too, just as a check-in when time's limited. We did it the other night as we were driving to family dinner on, I think it was Christmas Eve, and we hadn't seen each other the whole day. So 
it was only a five minute drive to go pick up Bud's grandma. And we just did a quick like, how was your day back and forth to have that point of communication. And for me, it's also a a way to be present in my relationship. So something I've been focusing on a lot and writing down every morning is that I'm a thoughtful and present wife. And I feel so good about it when I remember to ask Bud how his day was and when I remember to ask him first and I really listen to what he has to say. To me, that feels really thoughtful and pleasant. Pleasant, yes, and present, which is what I really want to be. So it's really helping in those goals of connection. I do want to caution those who may start this to really take it slow and uh, not make a big deal out of it. I don't think the ritual is something that you should implement if you feel like you haven't been heard in a really long time and you're feeling really frustrated and you're just starting it because you have things to say. That's not starting the ritual process from the right place. There has to be a real desire to hear what your partner has to say as well and what's going on in their life. So the ritual I would like to advise you is not an opportunity to drone on for an hour about your problems and things that have been going on with you. And then you run out of time. You're like, oh, oh, honey, uh, sorry, forgot to ask, like, what's going on with you? Like, be careful. Yes. Be careful and be present with listening as much as you are talking. And that's something that's the afterthought is something that we're both guilty of from time to time because we're not perfect and that we're still practicing this stuff and we're still getting better at it. So, you know, sometimes I'll come home and I'll ask Sarah how her day was and then she'll go through her spiel. And in the middle of, you know, we're cooking dinner or doing the dishes, we're being distracted by something and she forgets to ask me how my day was. And that this used to kind of... Used to bug you. I know. But I've gotten better about it because it's an honest thing. And then, you know, the really easy way that we've gotten accustomed to this is to kind of quippedly, I think might be the right term, but it was fun. And maybe it's the wrong term. I'm not an expert at the English language. (laughs) I'm not quite sure where you're going with that word, but I like it. That was, oh, honey, my day was great. Let me tell you about it if she forgets to ask. Oh, yeah. Where it's not. Passive aggressive. It was a little passive aggressive. It was, but it's become less passive aggressive because it's just it we're having some fun, not and trying to keep the ritual moving because you've been genuinely distracted. You're not not thinking about my day or not thinking about how my life's going. It's just happens every now and then, and that's okay. We gotta be okay with that. We gotta be okay with the accident. If you wanna see something like the ritual in real life. Jeez. I know where you're going. The dramatization. With this. Sarah will put this in the show notes of you can watch the It's Not About the Nail on YouTube. It's hilarious. Oh my God. But it's a good thing to watch because it's funny and you will laugh your ass off just like we have. But it's also a representation of that it's not about the nail. And you'll understand what Bud means when you watch it. But exactly. it's pretty much a comedy about men not and about women nail. trying to have a conversation <laughs> and the guy tries to fix it and she just wants to talk. So it's, convers- it's old bud. It's about the nail. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So if people want to start doing this, if you want to start doing this, I highly recommend just asking your spouse or your partner today about their day. How you- was your day? Yes. Specifically. How was, how your, was day? your day? Though sometimes that isn't going to encourage someone who's not into this practice to actually say what they did. 
that might I would be say, true. how was your day? Want to tell me about it? That's a good addition. I still hate, what did you do today? I just have a negative reaction to that. But how was your day? And really encourage your partner to talk about what they were up to and how they felt about it. If you can't do it over dinner like we do, I know sometimes people are running around during dinner. They might be going in opposite directions. You might want to be present with your kids. You can always choose a different time during the day where you tend to be together that this would fit in. So maybe it's after the kids go to bed before you turn on the TV. Your commute. Some people have long commutes. Yeah. If you both have long commutes or someone has long commute, you can do it over the phone. That's definitely an option too. Or maybe at night while you're brushing your teeth, if you share a bathroom, you could do it at night before you go to bed. So find a certain time where you guys can give each other your undivided attention and catch up on a daily basis. And that's my challenge to you today. So we like to end every episode with the Confident Couples Challenge, which is a simple thing that you can do to improve your relationship today. And this one's easy today. It's to ask your partner about their day tonight. Let us know how it goes and do it consistently. See if you can do it for a week and see if your partner starts asking you back. See then how you're liking it and if you want to make it more of a routine. And we would love to hear how this goes for you. So if you give it a try, please shoot us a message at Bud and Sarah on Instagram. Maybe post about it on your Instagram feed or in your Instagram story and hashtag confident couples. We'd love to see it and we'd love to give you a thumbs up. Anything else? You stay classy. Confident, confident couples. couples. <laughs> That's not going. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Hey, thanks for joining us for the Confident Couples podcast. If you want to help create more confident couples, share this episode. Post a screenshot on your social media and tag us at Bud and Sarah on Instagram. For show notes for this episode and even more good stuff and advice, head to our website at budandsarah.com. We'll see you soon.